When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do not be first. Do we do enough? Well, I never shut up, Harry. It must have been about 17, 16, 17. We need their guilt wins. Right, the bouncer's guilt wins. This is no good for me. That's the reality. If you want the honest truth, and I see it every day. Welcome to another episode of Talk Smart with Pugh and McCart. Um, I'm Andrew McCart, that's Joe Pugh. Joe, this is episode 13. It's uh, it's airing on a Monday because uh, this weekend it was my my wedding anniversary. So me and my wife, we went out to Isla, a beautiful Scottish island on the West Coast. And we spent the weekend there, so I couldn't do the show yesterday. But we're, we're here, we're today, and it's uh, fight week. It's uh, Joe Joyce, Jilly Zhang, Repeat of Revenge. I just let's jump straight into it. Your thoughts on this fight? Yeah, first of all, I think uh, quite fitting that we're doing it today anyway, because it's been a quiet couple of weeks for boxing, but we're now getting straight back into it. And no better way to start with a preview of a big heavyweight rematch. And it goes down on Saturday night, Wembley Arena. I was there at the first one at Copper Box. Um, shocked a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Zhili Zhang coming in and doing the business. And it, it was really quite punch perfect from Zhang that night. And if Joe Joyce is to get back on track, because let's have it right, before that before that loss, he was on a collision course for a world title. He mm. was WBO number one. He just come off the back of a huge win against Joseph Parker, becoming the first person to stop him. So it's a real stumble in the road for Joe Joyce. And he's got to do a lot differently and I'm sure we'll go into that but yeah what's your initial thoughts of the rematch you know what a lot was said with the Smith Eubank rematch when it's a decisive sort of win it doesn't want a rematch do you know what I mean but look Mm. what Chris Eubank done with with Liam do you know what I mean so uh, obviously Liam had his his, uh, weight issues and whatnot but you can't take nothing away from Chris Chris got the rematch and look what he done he turned them tables around and he he got the victory and I think with Joe Joyce he needs to do the same thing in terms of he needs to come in a little bit different. Now I made like I was shocked at his weight. I mean he mm. was two hundred and seventy one pounds, uh, two hundred and seventy two pounds, whatever it was against um, Joseph Parker. And look what he did to him. Became the first man to stop a tough, tough man in Joseph Parker. He came in at two fifty five or something like two fifty six, um, almost fifteen sixteen pounds, a stone and a bit lighter against Jilly Zhang, who's an absolute monster in his own right. Do you know what I mean? I think. 
for Joyce to get this win, he needs to come in heavy. I think he needs to come in around that 270 mark, 270 pounds, 275 pounds, and be the juggernaut. Be the juggernaut. Like, yes, he uh, he, he's got great stamina. We know that. And Jilly Zhang doesn't have great stam- stamina. I mean, you, the Philip Hergovich fight, you can see him tailing off towards the end. And I was at Jilly Zhang's fight in 2021 in Miami when he fought, I think it was the Canelo undercard, and he fought Jerry Forrest, and he got the majority draw. He dropped Jerry two or three times in the first three rounds. Three times, I think it was three three knockdowns in three in three rounds. And then he sort of, again, he tapered off at the end and brought Jerry on a little bit. So if Joyce can weather the storm in the first few rounds um, and obviously take it into the later rounds, obviously the eye damage and what... He was a little bit too easy to hit Joyce in the first fight with that, that southpaw backhand. And I think, obviously, he'll rectify that. If he comes in heavier, um, get into the later round so he can probably step on the gas a little bit for, uh, to take to basically push Zhang back and hurt Zhang. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of them ones where how does he play it? How does he come into this fight? Does he approach it the way I said, coming heavier? Or does he come in lighter again to try and be more fleet-footed? Because Zhang doesn't have great feet. He's got fast hands but slow feet. Do you know what I mean? So it's one of them ones where I'm intrigued to see what Joe Joyce weighs on Friday morning, Friday afternoon. Yeah, I think the weight thing last time round was slightly confusing because Joe Joyce is at a stage of his career now where he's never going to be able to change his style completely. Uh, You can make slight tweaks, but he's not going to come out like Floyd Mayweather boxing your head off. Like, he will get hit. That is just what Joe Joyce is. Joe Joyce is the juggernaut. So I think in order to maximise the potential of the juggernaut and become the force that we know he is, the force that we see him use that brilliant jab against Daniel Dubois to break his eye, use the, the fantastic just come forward explosiveness against Joseph Parker, you have to be that heavy. You have mm-hmm. to come in at your prime weight. And I think he would have learnt from that. I think, as you said, it was the... The back southpaw hand and what was constantly landing the whole fight. So I'm sure he will have adjusted and probably done a lot more southpaw sparring. And he's been in there now. I think he would have learned a lot from the what? And what was it? I think nine rounds he went with him. Seven um, first six, time. Six. So it was, was it six rounds yeah, yeah. Uh, that he went with him that night. He knows what to expect. And I think, I think he, I'm confident that he will. But he at least will do better this time. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with. You. I think obviously, when obviously the the eye injury was was a, a brutal one. He couldn't see out his his, his left eye. I, th- I think it was his right eye. Um, well, one of the two it was fifty fifty. Um, and I just think that I I again I'm a bit. I think that if he comes in, he's he's known as a juggernaut. We've said that, and you said you you made you alluded to it as well. He's, he's at that stage now in his career. He's thirty seven, going on thirty eight years of age. He ain't going to change his style much. Right? There's nothing we ain't going to see lateral movement on his toes, bouncing in, bouncing out. We're not going to see that, right? So for him to match Zhang, I think he's got to match him in size. And like I said, he is known as the juggernaut, and there's a reason why he's called the juggernaut, right? He can get hit, he can take a shot, but if he's got that extra 15 stone and a half behind him, 15, 16, 17, 18 pounds, whatever it was, behind him, right, to absorb them shots, and maybe that extra weight behind him to land bigger and heavier shots, um, I think he will have a little bit more success. I just didn't think he, he managed to push Yang back as much as he got because he was so light. He was only 256 pounds, 255 pounds or whatever he was. So I think the 
again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in his camp. I don't know what the what their game plan is, but for me, and I would like to see what the comments are underneath this. Uh, if people agree with me or disagree with me, I do think he should come in at about 270, 275. And then hopefully, again, if he beats Zhili Zhang, he's, he's, he's just that one win away to being talked about because he was talked about for an opponent with Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. Do you know what I mean? But the heavyweight division is so... It's up in the air a wee bit now because there's so many mandatories and we don't know what's happening with Usyk and Tyson and Joshua and Wilder, Andy Ruiz, what he's doing... Do you know what I mean? It's just Hergovic. Is he going to get his shot at Usyk? Who knows? So it's one of them ones where he wins this one, Joyce, and he's right back in the mix. Right back in the mix for one of these number one contenders, one of these one of these world title fights. Yeah, and it's for the WBO interim title, I believe, as well, mm-hmm. which is yep. that position that Joe Joyce held for such a long time. The WBA has just had their go with Daniel Dubois. We believe it will be the IBF next in Philip Hergovic. So if all goes to plan. The winner of Saturday night, probably by the autumn of next year, will be having a world title fight. So there's a lot on the line Saturday night. Um, Joe Joyce is no spring chicken. It's going to be hard for him if he does lose this to work his way back up again. I know you're only one big win away in the heavyweight division, but he's getting on. Uh, so is Zhang. So is Zhang, I think, 39-40 himself. Mm-hmm. He stayed amateur, both of them, amateur for very long times. So... There's a lot on the line Saturday night, and I'm really looking forward to it. I've heard whispers around the Joe Joyce camp that he's very, very serious. He's very, very concentrated mm-hmm. in this camp. He's certainly got a point to prove because let's not forget when this fight originally happened, it was a huge shock. It was a huge shock that this happened. He was a big underdog, Jalei Zhang. Um, I know a lot of people in boxing didn't write him off. I don't, I don't think anyone would write him off, but he was an underdog, and it would have been. It would have been a big hit for Joe Joyce that night. And I really look forward to Saturday night when we see that rematch because I can't wait. Yeah, like you said, it's only one win away in this heavyweight division for, for getting that big shot. And he was, he, like a lot of people, me included, was I was quite confident that he was going to win that that uh, that fight against Zhili Zhang. But like I said to you, sometimes, like again, with the rematches, rematches only come if it's a close first fight. So, I, mean, I don't think that first fight was that close with, with Zhang and, and Joyce because Joyce did injure his eye, I believe, in the second or third round, and he did manage to get to the sixth round. But I think the right decision was made to call the fight off. Um, but if he gets if he gets beat like that again and Zhe Zhang managed to get another decisive victory and, and stop Joyce again, it's a big hill to climb for him to get back to the where he wants to be because... I know these 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 world heavyweight titles have sort of almost been held hostage by the three guys Fury, Usyk, and Joshua for so long now. Um, you're wanting these guys to get a get a shot. You like Hergovic has asked, done an interview with Hergovic and he said, "I ain't stepping aside. Nope, no no amount of money will make me step aside. Doesn't matter how much it is. I am. I want my shot." And his, he he's got the right attitude because he said to me that this is Philip Hergovic. He can make his money once he becomes undisputed. Yeah, he'll fight. He'll, he'll fight for the world titles, win them, and then he'll fight for an undisputed. And that's, so he's thinking two fights ahead rather than immediately that just give me the give me give me the uh, step aside money and I'll become rich. No, he wants to fight and become rich rather than just taking that step aside, which is the the, the right attitude. And he's probably in his own mind thinking, I want a crack at these world titles. I don't. I, I I'm sick and tired of sitting on these sidelines for so long. I, I, I well, you put this in quotation marks. I'm doing air quotes here. He beat Zhili Zhang to get into this position. Do you know what I mean? And obviously Dempsey McKean. And he hasn't looked great against Southpaws. So 
it's again, it's it's has. The, do you think? I'll ask you the question then, Joe. Do you think these world titles up at the heavyweight division have been held hostage for so long with all these rematches and whatnot? They don't really fulfil the mandates. So, I mean, Joshua fulfilled his mandatory a good few times when he was un, uh, unified, but it's like there's always these like three fights for Wilder for Tyson Fury. He hasn't really chased a mandatory for so long, I believe, and it's it's. Uh, yeah, you're wanting these contenders to get a crack at these belts. It's hard because as much as we want Philip Hergovic to get his shot manager challenger for the IBF, we wanted Daniel Dubois to get his shot manager challenger for the WBA. What we want more than those fights are the mega fights when they're fighting each other. Mm. So it's hard to get the balance because for the right of the sport, every governing body does need a mandatory but then when there's a unified champion that holds three of the belts, which has been the case since Joshua beat Parker for the for the third trinket, then it it is just a secular structure mm. because Usyk was Joshua's mandatory. So that, that was the WBO. And then uh, and then before that the IBF it was Pulev. And then as soon as Usyk's got his title, he's moved straight into the WBA, then it's gonna be IBF again. So when someone holds three of the belts, naturally you'll wait for longer because these guys do only fight twice a year if we're lucky. Mm. So it's, it's about getting the balances right because it's only fair for these contenders to get their shots. But as fight fans, we want more than anything for the unifications and the biggest fights possible. And that's it. And I, I, obviously I've seen, we put up a post when I was away at the weekend that talks are looking, they're back talking again to make this Usyk and... Tyson Fury fight, uh, yeah. whether it be for next year. But again, as a boxing fan, Joe, you holding your breath for this one? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> We've heard so much. Look, look. If you'd have asked me what ten days ago, I was very confident that we'd see AJ Wilder by the end of January, February next year, and we don't know about that. The twist and turns of the boxing world change every hour we put this up probably what seven o'clock and we'll be outdated so as soon as we get something signed i'll be more excited but it seems that the heavyweights take a lot longer to get these fights over the line and i know there's a lot much money a lot, lot more money on the line when it comes to the big boys but i think there's elements of frustration now where they kind of have to do it or shut up about it mm. do you know what i mean so only time will tell, but as I said, I thought he was going to get Fury and Garnu moving into a Fury Usyk with Wilder at AJ, and now who knows what's happening? It could be Usyk Hergovic, like we said, and Tyson Fury might end up fighting someone else who's high up on the WBC rankings, like Andy Ruiz. AJ might fight Ruiz for the trilogy fight. There, I think. Give it a month, six weeks. And I think we'll really start to see it take shape. But what that shape looks like right now, I'm not sure. Yeah, I totally agree with you, mate. And uh, again, it's a must, like I say, go back to the Joyce fight and Zhang fight. It's a must win for these two. Because like I say, it's the WBO interim title. Probably puts them in the spot now to fight Usyk for that WBO title when that is called. Uh, so it's going to be a tough fight. But for you, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. I know we've got to sit on the fence a little bit being these media guys and we've, we've got splinters on our arse. But... Um. Yeah. Does Joyce do it this weekend? Can you see it happening? Again, it's tough because I really like both guys. Obviously, 
Zuni Zhang really embraced British culture last time around. I went for a Chinese with him, with uh, him and Big John last time, which was fun. But I have got to back the Brit. Uh, I think speaking to Joe Joyce on and off camera, I think he knows where he made mistakes. And I think he knows how to rectify them. But it's just the case whether he will rectify them, whether he will be able to in the ring. So, yeah, I think it's going to be very close. It's a tough one to call, but I've got a feeling Joe Joyce may avenge that loss. Can I ask you the same thing, Andy? Listen, I'm confident. I'll be slightly more confident if I if I know Joe. I don't. I know I'm putting a lot of emphasis on this weight issue and being coming in light against Zhang Zhang in the first fight. But if he comes in heavy, matches the same matches uh, Zhang's weight at two seventy five or whatever it was, I, I'll be more confident in him getting to the latter rounds where Zhang always seems to taper away a little bit in the later rounds. And I think that's Josh has got all the engine. We know that. We know he's got an engine. And if he steps on him in rounds nine, ten, eleven, twelve, I think he can do it. So yeah. I, and I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm looking forward to Friday, Joe, the weigh-in. It's the first. I don't really normally look forward to weigh-ins, um, mm. but I'm looking forward to this weigh-in to see the size of Joe Joyce if he comes in heavy, heavier. And uh, if he does, I'll be confident that he can do it because the big man's got an engine. He can punch as well. He can put dents in you if he wants. And I think that if uh, he comes in at 270 and he hits Yang, he's going to put a dent in him. Certainly. And I just want to quickly mentioned about the undercard because there's some serious serious oh, yes, talent yes. on Saturday night. I'll just reel it off. Like it's it's a it's a who's who of the Queensbury stable, should we say? You've got Pierce O'Leary, who's certainly one of my favourite prospects. I think Anthony Yards making his return fight. He wants big fights after what was an impressive Mm-hmm. Out in last time against Bebiev. Obviously, he didn't get that victory, but he done himself proud. You've got Sam Nunks, who've just steamrolling everyone. Zach Parker coming back off the injury after the John Ryder fight. Ezra Taylor, Ezra Taylor, very quickly becoming one of my favourite boxers to watch. Royston Barney Smith, that young talent that Frank Warren seems to love. He's on every big show. So, him with the Ben Davison gym, Moses Atelma, we don't even need to speak about him because he. Obviously, everyone knows the heavyweight prospects. I know you want to talk about that. But Tommy Fletcher, Junior Aloys, and they've got a little bit of a thing going on. So they could be on a collision course. And Sean Noakes, obviously, brother of Sam. Mm. Yeah, it's completely stacked. Who do you want to talk about out of that? Moses Atuma, because this young crop of heavyweights in the UK, like I'm, when, I, when I look at them, I, obviously, Moses Atuma... Um, you've got guys like uh, David Adelaide and uh, Fabio's. You've got all these guys. I mean, Fraser Clark's in his 30s. He's not young, but I, I, I like these guys. I like these young, young crop of fighters coming through. And Moses Atuma, for me, I think he's got it. I think just that that hot, that big southpaw. I mean, every heavyweight hates southpaw because how many heavyweight southpaws are there, really? There's not many. And uh, no. I just think that he's he's up there with one of the one of the one of my favourite fighters right now in terms of keeping that heavyweight division alive here in the UK. Do you know what I mean? And obviously we've got guys like, uh, what's his name? I'm going to look him up now. You've got Fra- Franklin Ignatius. We can't forget about him. Young yeah. Matty Harris, even though he lost his last fight, Matty Harris. Uh, it's the heavyweight business, but I'm sure he'll come back. So I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward. This heavyweight division is, is, especially for the young crop coming through, because like I say, Tyson and Joshua and Usyk and Wilder, uh, even Joe Joyce, Jang, Hergovic, they're mid-30s, late-30s now. They're going to retire in two, three, four fights. 
and we need the young crop to come through. And I'm going to give a shout out to the American fighter, Jared Anderson as well. He's an exciting prospect to come through. So when Jared starts fighting our guys in the Moses of Tumors, I'm sure they'll, they'll, they're on a collision course in due course when uh, the time is right to fight for a world title. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Moses of Tumor. I do like him. He speaks well. He's polite. But he's a, he's a monster in that ring. So I'm looking forward to watching the Moses of Tumor. Yeah, what I like about Moses is he's so young. He's mm-hmm. still only 18. And it'd be very easy to find opponents who we can steamroll and pad his record out in the first rounds. But he's getting actually rounds under his belt, which at his age is, is fantastic. He's showing he's got the power as well. I think they're really matching him well. He had a, a little injury with his hand that I think probably stunted him probably one fight. He's probably one fight behind where they wanted him to be because I think they wanted him to be out like eight times this year. So he might only be out seven times. But I love the fact that he's getting rounds under his belt because if you remember when Anthony Joshua broke through, he no one was giving him rounds. And uh, don't get me wrong, that's so exciting. But just a bit of seasoning because Anthony Joshua had a lot of, a, a lot of senior experience in the amateurs, albeit in a short amount of time. Mm. But Moses never fought as a senior. He was amazing, amazing junior. So I think it's vital that he's getting in there with men and taking the big, big shots. So I can't wait for Moses Atoma. I can't wait for Tommy Fletcher, who's one of my favourite prospects. Mm. He could be heavy, to be honest, the size of him. Oh, he will be. He will be. The Norfolk Nightmare there. He's fantastic. And as I say, there's a rivalry with old Alois Jr., who, again, fights out of that Ben Davison gym. They don't like each other. So I think I think they'll fight fight each other sooner rather than later because it's getting a bit tasty between them. There's some st- sparring stories and everything. And then Noakes. Noakes is literally taking everyone out. And it's who will take him the distance at this mm-hmm. point. Ezra Taylor, after last performance, I don't think you can fault him. I think it's a really exciting card. And Anthony Yard adds that, just adds that little sprinkle of excitement because you know whatever fight Anthony Yard's in, you're going to be getting excitement and value for money. Definitely. It's an exciting card, exciting night for boxing. I mean, we've missed it. It's been, what, a good couple of weeks now. I think the last one was 2nd of September was Eubank and uh, Liam Smith. So it's been two, three weeks, two, three weeks. Is it not? It will be free time it comes round, yeah. Three weeks by the time it comes round of us not having a boxing show, which is uh, crazy. But listen, we'll have a a review show on Sunday to see if uh, our, well, not so much a, a prediction, but see if we're right in what we're saying. Well, I'll see if I'm right with the weight issue and obviously mm. what you're saying as well. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Joe. No doubt I'll see you Sunday for the review show on this fight. So, listen, I don't know if you're, are you covering the show Saturday? Nope, I'm in Newcastle for Misfits, Aaron Chalmers versus Jus Virgo this week. Well, so en- enjoy that, mate. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, mate. Thank Please you. Very listen, much. Joe, see if you can get me a fight on it, okay? See if you can get me a fight with Joe Laws. I'll fight Joe Laws on the Misfits, right? I think you need to cover a Misfits show, Andy, that then you can get yourself in there. I think you need to make your face present around that scene. That's that's what it should be. Well, listen, I might, let, let's see it. Do you think I should cover the Manchester show with you on the 14th of October? Is there you with you? Who's doing that with you? I'm not sure. I, I don't know yet, but uh, that one's going to be a, a big one. So, yeah, if you want to kick up a fuss at a press conference, I'll take you down there with me, Andy. Yeah, but, but I, listen, uh, Joe, I need, I need, I need handers. I need to know you're right behind me if shit does kick off and you're ready to rock and roll. 
I'm behind you, but I'll be holding the camera, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thank you very much, mate. No, and thank you for watching. Get us on TalkSmart with Pure McCart, IFL TV on all your social media platforms, Spotify, iTunes. Get at it because we're going to be on it every week and we'll see you soon. Definitely. Joe, thank you, mate. Enjoy the rest of your week, brother. You too, mate. Bye-bye. You do not be first. Do we do enough? Well, I never shot up at it. Uh, must have been about 17, 16, 17. Win it, their guilt wins. Right, the bouncer's guilt wins. This is no good for me. That's the reality. If you want the honest truth, and I see it every day. Sports Social Podcast Network.